I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Bitch, I'm back out my coma, waking up on your sofa. When I park my Range Rover, slightly scratch your Corolla. Okay, I smash your Corolla. I'm hanging on a hangover. Five years we've been soldier. Ask me why I came over. One more hit and I can own ya. One more fuck and I can own ya. One cold night in October. Pussy had me floating. Feel like Deepak Chopra. Pussy had me dead. Mike call Tupac over. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. I think you was liking that. Uh, liking what? The song? Yes. Oh yeah, I actually had a good, um, uh, a rally, uh, a lot of people on Twitter last night because I did a, um, which album is better, uh, Yeezus or Magna Carta Holy Grail? Mm-hmm. It was, uh, close for a while, but Yeezus, uh, won out. And it's funny because those are two albums that people routinely shit on. And, uh, you know, I like Yeezus a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think Magna Carta Holy Grail is okay, you know, pretty good. Yeah. Um, in parts, but some parts I don't really fuck with. And same here. It was funny because if you phrase the question like which one is worse, all of a sudden people are like so negative. But when you say which one is better, better, like I got to see people like actually praise the albums and yeah. talk about the things they liked about it. And yes. uh, I only retweeted the people that gave an actual answer of one or the other. Anyone that said both or another album, I pick something else. You know, like I don't retweet those. But uh, it was a pretty lively discussion, man. Fonte got involved. Feminista Jones was on there. Uh, Elon kind of got involved. Um, it was cool, man. So, uh, you know, I normally don't talk about music much on Twitter because uh, yeah. I have some pretty high standards. And I'm also kind of a dick about it. So there's no need to do that to people. Right. And it's just one of those things uh, when it comes to music and what I like and what I don't like. My mind is already set, and I'm not going to change your mind, and you're not going to change my mind. If you want to talk, we can talk, yeah. but we're not going to have no argument or a debate because if I love it, it don't matter what you say about it, I'm still going to love it, yeah. and I'll defend it. So it's just one of those things like, why fuck up our friendship over some shit that don't matter? Yeah, it's it's like a fun conversation if people keep it fun. But right. Yeah, be careful. And then once Fonte got involved, you got all these pontificating-ass niggas trying to, like, break down everything about the albums like all right man come on stop but yeah it was fun man um you know we had a good day yesterday uh everybody seems to be enjoying romaine walters man a romaine and lettuce i guess from yesterday's podcast mm-hmm. he was a lot of fun yeah people enjoying that show i got a lot of praise for my stephen a smith impression <laughs> it was spot on so you know i'm feeling pretty good coming all off of yesterday. caps all caps everything um but, uh, yeah, this is the Blackout Test Podcast. Obviously, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podomatic, Spreecast. If you're listening on Spreecast, make you hit the, make sure you hit the follow button. It's up in the top left corner. Um, it helps, uh, you get an email alert every time we get ready to go live. And if my mm-hmm. computer isn't trying to die on itself. Right. Um, you actually can, uh, watch us do the show live. Um, right. Versus seeing me with no sound. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, uh, versus no sound. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, we appreciate everybody that does take the time out to listen, uh, live. Cause, uh, you know, it's what's up, man. Like, you know, the, the chat room is always bu- buzzing and 
people get races in there. We have a lot of fun, and they get to contribute to like the stories and opinions and stuff. We, it is that's true. And for the people that's in the chat room, a lot of times they get treats that a lot of people listening afterwards kind of miss. You miss the uh, pre music. Mm-hmm. You know, if we do anything post show, we have questions. You don't get to see the pictures we put up. Like it's a lot that you miss when you don't come in live. Yeah, and you get to hear like a lot of uh, like see the pictures and all that stuff. Sometimes we play a little music for everybody. They can jam out too. Um, but uh, all right, without further delay, this is the Blackout Test Podcast. Find us on iTunes and all that shit. TheBlackoutTest dot com. Become a premium member. Find listen to all the premium shows. I'm sure you guys will enjoy those. If you listen to us already, and you listen to the show and you like it, and you're like, man, I'd love to get more of this content, and you want to help and support us, the premium show is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go to TheBlackoutTest dot com slash premium. And uh it can walk you right through all the steps and stuff. And if you have any questions, you can always email me, the blackouts at gmail uh dot com and I always try to get on that immediately and help people out if they have any trouble walking through the process or anything. Yeah, we don't mind. Yeah, but people seem to be enjoying it. Um, you know, I love when we get emails and feedback about the premium shows and how much people like them. It's really cool, man. I thank y'all guys for listening and supporting us. Yes. Cause you know, sometimes I think uh, we, we do the show and we talk on Twitter and social media. Sometimes negative people take up so much of your time or, right. or you like give them focus or attention. But honestly, man, uh, we're surrounded by a lot of positive people and it really does help to show out and help our own mental stability and help our own, uh, positive influences in our lives, man, lives. Um, we actually had lunch yesterday with Leonard Brothers and, uh, Nick Jew. Yes, we did. You know, that was fun. That was cool. You know, sit there and just kind of shoot the shit. It's been great to make friends from this. Right. Um, that's so. like the best, the best part of, of doing this is that as much as people, you know, try to act like everybody on social media is crazy, everybody on social media is not nuts and they're not insane. Now, right. there are crazy people out there. Mm-hmm. You know who you are, crazy people. Yes, you know who you are because you tweet crazy, you tweet random shit, you you spam people with your foolishness. You know who you are. But most people are sane and got good sense. And when you meet people in real life, you go, okay, you're cool. And a lot of times because we interact with uh, so many of y'all on social media, when we do get to meet you guys face to face, a lot of the awkwardness is gone because, you know, we already have um, interaction with you. So, yeah. It bypasses that looking and staring at each other, trying to figure out, you know, what to say and what to do. And so uh, I really do uh, appreciate the friendships that have came from social media. Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. And uh, today's podcast is brought to you by all the premium listeners, man. Thank y'all. Like, mm-hmm. really, uh, the blackout dot com slash premium if you want to sign up. People that enjoy uh, things such as uh, Balls Deep Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, people that enjoy things like Lip Smacking Good, where Karen interviews people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they enjoy our movie reviews. Medium Talk. Medium Talk. The Nerd Off. Mm-hmm. Uh, possible White Man. Possible White Man movie reviews. Uh, like so much shit. Uh, off-season reviews. We've got to get back on those. But Yeah, we've yeah, got some we- up to come out yeah we definitely got something lined up man so yeah always some shit that we're working on but people always make it worth it and i hope that people are just drowning in content i hope they're like god damn it's too much shit i really hope that's the feeling people get 
you know it's like it's like uh i hope it's not like hbo where you keep looking at every channel and nothing's on i hope it's right. like man i wish i had time to listen to everything that's the way i want people to feel you know yes yes and uh when people sign up they're like oh my gosh i didn't know it was 200 plus episodes that i've never heard of before damn right right exactly and so we, that's hours and hours and more hours on top of the uh normal shows that we do and we crossed a milestone man like we really uh did this for a year you know what i mean yes like I, it was over a year ago when i lost my job it was three months or maybe a little after two and a half months something like that after i lost my job where my severance ran out and mm-hmm. i had to go on employment and uh we had to start you know we started the premium thing i worked on it behind the scenes i remember when we went live with it we already had shows for people to listen to mm-hmm. uh concepts uh show art uh you know um uh, like and then people were like i remember having to do all the transactions by hand basically and now mm-hmm. we've got things more automated i remember the tattoo thing where it was like hey give we sign up 50 people we do a tattoo well you get a hundred uh 75 or something like that or 100 it was like i get a bigger tattoo and i i did get that tattoo mm-hmm. um and uh yeah man we can't thank you guys enough you guys are awesome yes and um also to uh uh show more love man the premium uh we love all our fans but the premium people are the people that take the extra step and go the extra mile and we really really do appreciate you guys we appreciate everybody that pays month to month we appreciate people that have enough faith that they go well we out i'm paying for one year up front because i know you guys are going to be here it is actually cheaper to pay for a year up front and so it's just one of those things where it lets us know and it motivates us and it lets us know that there are people out there that really love and support and want and want us to do good and you know the things that we do we share with you guys and you share it back with us and love and it and it matters a lot because like I just said a lot of times when you go out on social media and things like that a lot of times uh, the negativity will um, outshine the positive but you guys always let us know that it's a lot more positive out there than negative so I just want to all our fans thank you but for the premium people's a special thank you because because of you my husband has been able to live his dream and he has been able to work full time doing the podcast because of you guys yeah it's been a year man like it's a huge deal to be because I uh, definitely couldn't see it a year ago. You know what I mean? It was very much a hope, and I was like, we'll see what happens. But people came through in a big way. So this show was brought to the, all the premium people that uh, keep the show what it is, you know? Um, all right. Let's talk about these, the news stories. Uh, Stephen A. Smith um, dropped that hot 16 apology. I know he did. Uh, it, was on a, it was a taped segment um, um, before... Like the opening song to the first take, even. Yeah, he he pre pre recorded that shit. Be sure he ain't fuck it up. Yeah, like he must have been like, nope, nope, I fucked up again. I said but, and everybody knows every time I say but, I immediately follow it with something stupid. So yeah, let's take that one out. Right, and I bet you had somebody read that shit prior to him speaking. Mm-hmm. How does it sound? Is this gonna? You a woman, woman, come here, come here, come here. Is 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 this gonna fan any of the feminists right. out there? Read, read read this for me, please. Take seventeen. Right. You can't be pissing these feminists off out here, man. Right, that's money. Like, 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 I don't really fuck around with them like that because uh, I think on Twitter they even had this thing where you're supposed to put a period in front of somebody's name when you reply to them so everybody can see it. I don't put periods in front of women's names because I know they are sensitive about being talked about their periods. So, oh like, lord, yeah, yeah, that's that's how it is. You bring up their periods and women will get upset. 
I won't even put the period in front of their name on Twitter. That's how real I am when it comes to leaving these feminists alone. And apparently Stephen A. Smith had no idea. Okay. No, I don't put periods in front of people's names. Walk right into a shit storm. Didn't yeah, you know. Did. Uh, all right, let me play this for you, everybody. I'll put it in the chat, too, so they can see it. Good morning. On Friday, speaking right here on First Take on the subject of domestic violence, I made what can only amount to the most egregious error of my career. While elaborating on thoughts concerning the NFL's ruling versus Ray Rice, following a domestic dispute with his then-fiance, I ventured beyond the scope of our discussion by alluding to a woman's role in such heinous matters, going so far as to use the word provoke in my diatribe. My words came across that it is somehow a woman's fault. This was not my intent. It is not what I was trying to say. Yet the failure to clearly articulate something different lies squarely on my shoulders. To say what I actually said was foolish is an understatement. To say I was wrong is obvious. To apologize, to say I'm sorry, doesn't do the matter its proper justice, to be quite honest. But I do sincerely apologize. As a man raised by the greatest mother in the world and four older sisters, I've religiously spoken out against domestic violence all of my life. I've done so repeatedly over 20 years in this business, as well as over these very airwaves right here on First Take. My primary reason for doing so is because I've experienced and dealt with the matter within my own family. Unfortunately, I did an incredibly poor job of asserting my point of view this past Friday. For that, again, I am truly, truly sorry particularly the victims of domestic abuse, and to my female family members and loved ones I've disappointed and who know I know better. You all deserved a better profession, and quite frankly, a better man last Friday, sitting on this very set, in this very chair. My heartfelt apologies to each and every single one of you. Stephen A., I appreciate you apologizing. I do. And I think there are people out there who appreciate it as well. Here's the issue with domestic dispute, sexual assault, crimes that are intimate. You use certain trigger words, words like provoke. All we hear is provoke. I haven't been a victim of domestic violence, but I have seen it firsthand. And you can't hear anything else after that. You just hear someone explaining it away or perceived to explain it away. Obviously, that was not Stephen A's intent, as he just said. Uh, he is my co-worker. I know his humanity. I know where he was going and what he was trying to say. Obviously, he failed, and he said he failed to do so. As far as Ray Rice is concerned, the NFL, in my opinion, missed a huge opportunity, an opportunity to say we will not stand for domestic violence. Two games is not enough, not enough for me, and I think there should be more, an explanation along with the ruling as to why they were able to only give two games. As for us here on First Take, we all learned a very important lesson, to communicate better. As a lone woman on this show, to speak up, to say what we want to hear and make sure it's being done well. Again, communicate better. That was our lesson. We will try to do better. First Take starts right now. Boom, so there you go. Uh, what'd you think, Karen? Yeah, I, I I I think that people got on his ass. Uh, he got phone calls, he got emails, he got texts. People was like, "Hey, dog, you can't be put like this. You get paid to speak, and you get paid to articulate, and you get paid to emote. This is your job, and so because this is your job, you are to be able to communicate better. Mm-hmm. And he is right; he did fail." But the problem on top of him failing was that him going on social media and trying to validate 
him not articulating well, mm-hmm. which made people even more angrier off of the fact that not only did you go and you use words that um, you didn't really take the time to explain or to express yourself in a proper manner, then you go on social media and try to justify, which is even more a smack into fa- in the face of women. And I really think that people was like, hey, somebody gave him a call. Like, hey, if you don't apologize, you will lose your job. Mm-hmm. You know, because women watch ESPN. They have women on their staff. You just cannot do that. And I think it's one of those things where for him, I don't think this will ever happen again. Yeah, uh, personally, man, um, I'm all good with that apology. I Me have too. nothing negative to say about him mm-hmm. or her. Nope. Um, I forget her. I think they say her name is Kari or Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I even appreciate her speaking up, um, too, because a lot of times what they do is they just have a woman there like a prop and they don't have anything to say. And it's right. just like, look, guys, a woman is on screen and she's cool with it. Um, and I appreciate her coming through, especially taking the NFL to task, mm-hmm. which is how this thing started was because everyone got way the fuck off topic when the NFL's light suspension of rice is the original grievance, in my opinion, um, of like a lack of justice in there. And I'm glad she brought it back to that because I feel like even Stephen A was like, that's not enough. Everybody was like, that's not enough. Um, and you know, for a league that suspends people for smoking weed for three games for a league that, you know, if you get caught with performance enhancing drugs, you get four games. If, uh, you know, um, Ben Roethlisberger had to rate four women to get four games, Mm. you know, like it's one of those things where, you know, uh, I appreciated her saying something. Um, and I think we're at an age now where no apology is good enough for some people. Right. Because once the rage machine kind of gets started, there's there's no end in sight like it can only end with a loss of a job a suspension a reprimand a loss of money some sort of like whatever but i'm i'm you know and I, i'm not a woman obviously but i'm willing to let people apologize on principle yes you know if they drop a sincere heartfelt apology like that i mean this month he went into like his mother his sisters you know yeah who he had tried to use in the earlier to like kind of give cover to those misogynistic uh, like undertones of his original commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I feel like that is about as complete a mea culpa as you're going to get. Yes, it was, it was not. I, I personally don't think that his apology was half-hearted. I don't think, cause you know how some people apologize, but yeah. don't apologize. No, he really apologized. Cause yeah. I don't like to have as, you know, I'm doing this because I was forced to do this. You, right. You're not really. I apologize if you may have taken it wrong. Right. Or misinterpreted what was said. Right. Because that's what his original apology was. It was like some, oh, for people that misconstrued, I apologize if their feelings are hurt. And that's not, um, that's not a, sorry, that's not an apology. This joint was like an apology. I mean, he was like, there's, he, he didn't even try to defend it. Just, I was wrong. I fucked up. It, you know, it won't happen again. Right. And and now, so for me, because I do believe that it was sincere, I'm cool with it. And uh, back to what she was talking about, the NFL, it's amazing how they don't have rules that say, hey, if this shit happened, you get you got you got numbers for everything else. Why don't you have numbers for domestic violence? I brought this up years ago. Years ago, when older white men were praising Roger Goodell for being the principal of this NFL 
uh by single-handedly coming in like john belushi in a fucking movie and reining in all the unruly black teenagers with his hard-hitting discipline i was like this is fucking stupid because you're letting a man arbitrarily decide the discipline policy of the nfl setting precedents when things are actually uh like things vary in situations Mm -hmm. and you end up with stuff like this where you're like so what is the precedent for something like this? You're now establishing that if someone beats up their wife, right? If there's evidence of it. They get charged with the crime. That like you're like, uh, well, two games. That's a personal problem. You know. Meanwhile, you've given you know half a season for shit. You've given a whole season for certain people, right? You know, dr- drug abuse. Like, what are we gonna treat this like? And I and I and I know like some people. Like, I saw my man, um, what is that dude's name? Um, I, it escapes me right now, but he used to be quarterback for the Bucks. Um, Sean something, I think. But I saw him going around being like, when did we start making NFL players the moral compass for blah, blah, blah? Uh, Sean King, yeah. Uh, ever since Roger Goodell decided. Right, when he came when in. When the players didn't fight back, uh, when they had their negotiation, the players were about money. And I was like, why aren't y'all taking away some sort of disciplinary power from this man? Why aren't y'all forming some sort of like, uh, some sort of tribunal, some sort of panel that right. reviews each case and comes up with the policy going forward? Because I'm not comfortable with one guy just going around saying arbitrarily, uh, beating a woman's worth two games, right? Everybody thought they didn't like women when they made them carry purses to the games that, uh, were see-through right. or, or no purse at all. Um, well, nah, it turns out, uh, you know, the, the Ray Rice pink jerseys are still on sale. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's how they really feel about you. You know, the, 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 the Ben Roethlisberger six game suspension that gets reduced to four. That's how they really feel about you. And I think that shit got lost because Stephen A trying to have a hot take ended up kind of taking the spotlight away from where the real issue was. Right. And, and, and the, the thing about it is that, like you say, when when it comes down to it, sometimes uh, players and players' unions don't always look at the bigger picture. And I think, like you said, he came in like the principal. I'm going to be the tough man. I'm going to do this. I'm going to punish. Well, if that's the case, either him or the um, the league or somebody should just be like, you know what, let's get together and let's make something that we all considered fair. Hey, yeah. if you get caught for domestic violence, it's a minimal of four games because you punch you punch a woman or abuse her. We want we want your team to be affected. You're gonna lose a quarter of the season if you do some bullshit like this. And ain't no if ands or buts about it. We don't care if she comes crying, talk about you didn't mean it. It don't matter. This is the punishment because the thing is, if you make team suffer and you do, and the thing is, if you get suspended, you're gonna get suspended without pay. You can't be at the facilities. You can't be here. Period, because it's just one of those things where until you uh, let people know that you take this seriously, it's one of those things where me as a woman, like you say, when is it, October, November, whenever they you do pink everything, is that the only time you care about women? When, when is that time of the year? Other than that, you really don't give a fuck about them? Yeah, well, I mean, when you can make some money off of it, right? Everybody cares about women then. Yes. Um, you know, I like it's it's just funny because... Uh, people like accuse everybody of like trying to overreact or stir up trouble or something. It's like, no, some of us just believe this shit was wrong. Right. We believe his original statement was wrong. And even after he apologized, there's still people running around defending the original comments. Listen to his apology. 
you know what i mean what what's wrong with his original statement i don't know he apologized for it maybe you can figure it out uh, the rest of us figured it out guys all right we're over here now um well yeah you know like i said good for him for apologizing um i have no issues with it me either um i think it's good that he apologized i think people right. uh get a little too much into uh like nothing i'm going enough. to i'm going to yeah like now that i have a leg up in the moral you know high ground i'm going to just come down on you continually for for you know infinity and uh, i'm glad that uh to me it's over mm-hmm. you know uh I'm sure we'll probably talk about it on Ballsy Sports or something possibly, but it's over for me, man. I'm mm-hmm. glad, and I'm glad that he stepped up and apologized. Right. Uh, most importantly, Stephen A. Smith is never losing his job again. Right, because he so lost that's it a what while this, ago. Yeah, that's what it really means. Stephen A. Smith will never go down for the ship again. Um, I had someone send me an article that he's going to be on Sirius now mm-hmm. instead of ESPN. I'm sure that's going to happen. You know, um, they were very. Uh, they wanted to have a talented black person over there for a while now and they haven't um like they they spoke about it i don't know months ago now so that's a good move for him i guess um and you know like the other thing is not to like turn it into like he's some kind of hero or something because he's not Mm -mm. but it is always good in my opinion because it's so rare when someone learns something from this Mm -hmm. It's just so fucking rare. I'm so used to everyone doubling, tripling down, right. going down with the ship, losing their job, giving a half-ass apology, uh, and then keeping it, you know, then possibly like getting back to the spotlight and we all let it go. It's no big deal. Let's move on. And everybody gets picked on for being, oh, you guys are the outrage police and everyone's trying to, no one was boycotting. No one told, uh, mm-hmm. no one, no sponsors pulled out. It was just nope. a guy was wrong. He got some, so the other side of it, you know, I saw Goldie Taylor talking about her, her mother and the domestic violence she experienced. Like a lot of people have no idea how much this shit is going on. Right. And as men, we get to talk about it in theory a lot of times mm-hmm. because we haven't really been on the other side of it. We just theorize what we think. But, you know, when you start, if you've ever had women friends and I mean real women friends that, you know, will confide in you, you start realizing how much scary shit they go through. And you're like, right. wow. I don't want the world to be this scary for you, you know? Right, and it's one of those things that we were talking about at lunch. It's one of those things where sometimes men do not realize the bubble that they put themselves in, especially if you are a male that's not physical to women, you respect women, you don't rape women, like all, like, like, and you don't hang around men that do this shit. Right. So to, to, to a lot of those dudes, they're like, well, what the fuck is this? I didn't know that this was happening because a lot of times women don't tell you because we can't tell the difference between the person that's really going to be hearing her out or the person is going to turn around and automatically judge her or automatically say, but what did you do? Or automatically say, it's your fault. And then a lot of times, a lot of times women protect you for your own good because it's just one of those things where, because those those topics are so sensitive. A lot of dudes don't know how to handle handle it. They don't yeah. know how to handle it if she starts talking and breaking out in tears. They don't know how to handle it. So they'll their best response is just not to respond at all or don't bring it up or change the subject well, or crack the joke. There's shame attached to women being victims and men being victims. Right. We've decided that if you are abused to some on some level, it's your fault. And his rhetoric didn't help that originally. Mm. And that was why people were like, yo, we need to stop putting this out here because it's not helpful. If, if, mm-hmm. if our goal is to stop abuse going either way, 
then we need to step back and be like, it doesn't matter who got hit, but someone has to break the cycle of hitting. Someone has to go get counseling. Someone has to talk, break up. You know, how much of this is because of the way that we measure a relationship's uh, value is simply by how much time people are together. Right. We don't talk about the the quality of time. We don't talk about the, you know, if, if people are being abusive, if people are arguing or fighting, mm-hmm. if you shouldn't have your ass together in the first place. We're right. just like, how long did it last? Six months. Oh, wow, that's a long time, dog. Meanwhile, you could have been fucking beating each other up every night. It's, it's not actually good. You know, oh, my parents stayed together for 20 years. I mean, sure, I watched them beat each other, cheat on each other, and fucking abuse each other. But, hey, they were together. So that's what counts. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people that really shouldn't be in relationships, really shouldn't be matched up. Right. Really need to go get help if they are going to stay in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be putting their hands on each other. Shouldn't be emotionally right. abusing each other, verbally abusing each other. You know, like there's a lot of shit where people shouldn't be doing, but we give cover to it because we think that, oh, you know, relationship is hard work. Yeah, the hard work isn't like me keeping my hands off of you. Right. That's a little too hard of work. If that's right. the hard work, I maybe we should move out. You know, yeah, I ain't that too. I don't want you loving me like that. And it's also to me, it's one of those things where as adults, they get wrapped up in their own situations and feelings and emotions that a lot of times uh, the abuse extends to the children, which people don't want to talk about either, which fuck them up a lot of times for the rest of their lives. I mean, listen to Romaine said he experienced and saw forms of abuse in his household yesterday. Did, I mean, I know I can't be the only one that noticed. He didn't get very specific. Mm-mm. Because it's still an attachment of shame and stigma right. and and all kinds of shit to it. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, there's certain things that people don't mind sharing because we all do them. You know, so if it's like, oh, I was taking a shit the other day. Oh, we all take a shit. There's no shame in that. Right? Oh, man, I was uh, getting some sex the other day. It was the fucking best ever. Yeah, because we all have sex. But when there's violence and shit, motherfuckers get real like, uh, you know, things are crazy and people can do blah, blah. Nobody wants to share that shit. It is because it's, it fucks with you and you know you're being judged. Mm-hmm. You, you, and it makes you feel like you're being re-victimized and re-judged and right. how, how was it my fault? And people are asking you shit that sounds like it's your fault. Yeah, it, there's a lot of stigma to it. I'm so glad that Stephen A apologized. Even if it was to save his job, I don't give a fuck. I'm glad he apologized. Mm-hmm. Anybody that asked me why, well, well, what was wrong with what he said, listen to his apology. I'm not here to, to fucking to to walk you through it, dog. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of y'all want to want to be right so bad, but when the man apologized, the man apologized. The end. Right. Um, Michelle Bachman, mm-hmm. I, who I doubt will apologize, uh, has some statements to say about gay people. One of my previous guests said that the way immorality, which is what you're talking about, gets into culture is first they argue for tolerance, then acceptance, and then celebration. And I added that after celebration, there is intolerance for those who disagree with their immoral positions. Does this seem the way the gay rights advocates have treated people with a Christian worldview or people who disagree with them? That's where we are now. As a matter of fact, we see that in legislation being pushed all across the United States to punish people who don't agree with that viewpoint. And I think that's that's very reflective of where we are at in the culture and why we see the rise of tyranny. It's the basis for hate speech laws across the United States. It it, it is an attempt to have government coerce 
enforce speech and behavior. Let me say that again. This is an effort to have government coerce, force speech and behavior, and it's being pushed and advocated by the gay community. This is their ultimate goal, is to not allow for diversity of opinion on this issue because they don't want to be celebrated. They want to force everyone to not only agree with them but also have to finance their agenda. And they also believe that they have the right, David, to determine on a near-daily basis what their agenda is. Today, the big push is on transgender. And so they're continuing to push us down the road. I believe that we're going to see coming an effort uh, for uh, multiples in marriage, not just two, but multiples in marriage. I think they want to legalize that. I think also they want to uh, abolish age of consent laws which means children uh, children would we would do away with statutory rape laws so that adults would be able to freely prey on little children sexually. That's the deviance that we're seeing embraced in our culture today. The gay stopo, Karen. The gay stopo is out to fuck your children. That's the whole clip. Listen, man, when I don't tolerate Tony Dungy, when I don't want to hear his fucking defenders and when I don't allow that shit on my Facebook page, in my presence, when I debate these people, it's because of shit like this, man. You can't give these people ground because a lot of people under the guise of being reasonable and accepting and honest and just listening to anyone's opinion give a lot of cover for this exact type of shit. This is the ult- And this is a person that is a leader in one of the parties, the two prominent parties. In American politics. Right. This is not some little ass opinion. This is a mainstream opinion. Oh, if you're gay, you will fuck someone's kids. Right. Being gay does not mean you're fucking pedophile. Yeah, you're a deviant of some kind. You're a pervert of some kind. Yes, and who are these people that's fighting to take out consent laws for for, for, uh, truth? I mean... Um, the age of consent for sex. Who, who are these people that she's talking yeah, I, about? Yeah, obviously it's glad, right? It's, and, obviously it's, it's the LGBT movement that is trying to fuck your children. That is what's and, happening, guys. And, and to me, the, 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 the biggest reason why I have such an issue with this, because this is the same bullshit, uh, way that people talk when blacks were trying to defend their rights. Right. It's the same tactic that they use, but people do not see it as this yeah it's, it's the same thing it's amazing too because you know like i said i'm just tired of being on the right side of this and having to be told that i need to back down or don't argue with these people or let it go or whatever because like it's much more dangerous the shit that they're saying i'm the one going let everybody do what they want and they're like fuck no man you gotta you you gotta back down man you gotta let people believe the bigotry they want to believe it's just their opinion man it's like well, well, someone should fucking say something, you know, like, why is it always got to be the, the good people to just sit back and go, I know I'm right about this, but maybe in 30 or 40 years, people will realize how silly this all was. It's going to start with somebody. People should say something. People know people that believe this kind of shit. People are going to vote for her. She ran for president, Karen. Mm-hmm. This is not some unpopular opinion. People think the uh, Toya, people think Chill, people think Reggie are going to fuck their children. And I'm supposed to go, that's a reasonable thing. I mean, fuck it, dog. It's just your religion and your opinion. I mean, how can we all know? I don't know. I just believe they won't do it. They're human beings, and they are just like you and I. 
You know, it just seemed like such a fucked up thing to let slide. And you got people. This is a radio station. Mm-hmm. This is not some like, you know, little, uh, this is not some little like per- group of people that meet once a, you know, this is broadcast across the fucking AM where air- airwaves. People probably calling in, people nodding in agreement. Somebody should say something. Someone should stand against this kind of shit. I can't believe we're supposed to walk around and just go, well, it's just their opinion. What are we supposed to do? This isn't like, it's just my opinion. The Cowboys are the best team ever. Some inconsequential shit. They're voting on this. The Supreme Court is, 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 is ruling on this. Right. You know, how are we supposed to act like it's okay? I don't know, man. I don't know. But yeah, Michelle Bachman. What a, what a fucking idiot. Mm, I get a hundred just to fuck with everybody. <laughs> right. What a fucking idiot. Um, oh yeah, uh, this happened. Um, and more New York Police Department chokehold news. Oh shit! Ain't then the people that the uh, federal government it had to be like, hey, y'all. No, that that was Newark, Newark Police Department. This is New York. Oh, oh. actually, you know, actually, I'll save that. I'm gonna save that shit for fucking with black people. Fuck it. Okay. (sighs) We'll get to it later. No problem. Depressing show. Um, I'll tell you. Let's talk about this. Um, Nicki Minaj. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, her picture, um, from Anaconda. We talked about it yesterday. Mm -hmm. Her album artwork, um, with her. And the thong spread, you know, a leg spread in the pose. You can see her butt cheeks hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we showed this picture yesterday, and I said I'm proud because it means that I'm right. The more her albums do terrible, the more ass we're going to get to see. Hopefully, we'll get to a sex tape at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, her um, media takeout or something like that went and found uh, the original picture, the the non-Photoshop one, and it was obvious that the picture on the cover was photoshopped of to course, me. Of course, it was too perfect. Yeah, no one's ass is that smooth. And you're sitting in that right. You're sitting in that, that position. position. There's no you like there's just no, no roll butt of, jelly. Yeah, yeah. There's no bend in her back of of a little bit of fat or whatever. And you should have that. You know, you're a real woman. You know, and all those pictures always look weird to me anyway. Where they're like photoshopping your knees out of your picture and shit. <laughs> Like, I'm always kind of like, man. This Two is some, inches off your waist. Yeah, I, I, I'm always sitting there like, this is some bullshit. But whatever, she's naked and I'm, and she's pretty. Well, they put the real picture out on media takeout. And, of course, some people were, you know, going going in on the picture on some, like, look at her, bitch. She fat. You know, she, she got, yeah, she got. Actually, actually, all jokes aside, the original one actually looks better to me because it looks like a real fucking woman. Yeah, I agree. I think the original picture is better than the uh better than the it actual looks like a person. Yeah, she looks like a human being. Like I would much rather fuck the original picture than the Barbie doll. Than the Barbie doll picture. The the plastic weird alien skin shit does not look right. Mm-mm. You know, so three shades brighter. Right. So yeah, man, she looks she looks like better, I think, with the non Photoshop shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know what the other part is low key that no one's talking about. They lighten her skin. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of weird. Like it's literally two to three shades brighter. Yeah, change her shoe color. Like, what does that have to do with her being sexy? Like, but yeah, it was you know, people people were talking bad about her, man. And it's like, nah, dog, she looks um she I mean, obviously now you're not gonna get in the age of Photoshop and technology that they're afraid to like let you look human. 
right you know and then you put out this image to to people an image to girls and women that buy this bullshit killing yeah. themselves with all this plastic surgery and boob boob lips i mean boob uh lifts and tummy tucks and bullshit when you will never look like that because it's photoshopped and you can't photoshop yourself so you might as well give that bullshit up yeah i think it was beyonce even that tried to take down get pictures taken down of her like because people took like those high um high velocity photos where they're taking like a ton of photos at the same time so, mm-hmm. you know if you ever heard a like, camera that sounds like yeah mm-hmm. sounds like the opening of scandal well those um pictures Someone took a bunch of them when she was performing, and then they took the ones where, like, it was just the most unattractive part. So, like, if she was flexing, like, her arm and her face looked weird, they would take that picture and be like, look at this. This is the 50 moments where Beyonce wasn't the baddest, you know. And people were, and she tried to get them taken down. Her people tried to get, they were like, we'll sue. We can give you permission. We'll take all these pictures down. And that's crazy because... She is someone that universally is appreciated as one of the most beautiful people on the planet. Mm-hmm. And she's even that insecure where she wants to manicure and just control her image to her so much because there's such a level of insecurity about this idea that there might be a moment where I'm not the most attractive. Perfect. I'm not at my peak. Um, and, and that, that's just amazing. And and honestly, a lot, a lot of that comes from the way society looks at women, period. Yeah, you know, and, and and a lot of women will kill themselves. They'll go to the gym. They'll do all this ridiculous shit to their bodies a lot of times. And at the end of the day, these are expectations that no woman can live up to. And a lot of times, a lot of men, uh, especially on social media, says the most dumbest. You know shit. what? A lot of women, right? I'm not even gonna let it just go with just a lot of men. Women too. People are horrible when it comes to women's bodies and policing them and being like. You can't be this. You can't be that. There's a lot of people that are insecure about their state. So it's like, oh, you the baddest bitch, but you got to Photoshop your shit. Using every Instagram filter you can when you make a selfie. You know what I mean? Just such hypocrisy out here. Uh, People just, you know, they... Like, they take out their insecurity on these people. Right. There's a lot of good reasons to hate Nicki Minaj, but her, her picture of just looking like a badass normal person, person is not one of them right and my thing and when, when you talk about women this is that's true for a lot of little girls me and your mother was talking about this for a lot of little girls it starts out at a very very young age that you are not good enough when you uh take a child and you uh paint them up and you tell them because i've seen adults tell little girls you know, you, you you talk about their feet, talk about their face, talk about their hair at really, really young ages. So you technically tell them you're not good enough at a very young age. You're demeaning their character and demeaning who they are instead of trying to help them appreciate and love themselves. But a lot of women don't love themselves. So if I don't love myself, how can I teach my daughter and my offspring to love herself too and to be comfortable in her own skin and realize that no matter what you look like, somebody will love you and no matter what you look like, if you got a pussy, somebody will fuck you. You don't have to go through all all this 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 uh fake stuff to get a man to love you and have sex with you. Yeah, I just think when people sit on the internet, they become like the ultimate like crit- criticizers. 
right you know like i remember this back in the message board days someone will post like a picture of somebody that looks great and they'd be like but look at her toenails and you're like come on dog right you walk into anywhere and that woman says hello to you you're gonna melt stop st- stop it right her brown panties don't match fuck you right yeah no are you yeah. still gonna have sex with her or not you're not you're not fucking the draws yeah nobody really cares guys right yeah the untouched photo looks better than the one you know i, I like to actually like the original one better because she looks like a yeah. woman yeah and i posted it on our facebook page and a lot of people replied it's got like ten thousand views and stuff um so yeah man but a lot of it was you know what else is funny man because people always get on guys about this shit but let's be honest there's a lot of men that tell are uh, uh, reaffirm the beauty of these women Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we get overlooked. Right. Like if, like there's so many people on our page right now. Daniel says it's like people forget what women actually look like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, Craig says, Oh my gosh, she looks like a real woman there. He's like, but her ass is still fake though. Only one person like that. Um, <laughs> uh, Corey says, as was said on hot fire, I like them dents young. Cause she had like, we make jokes about having little dents in your booty. Mm-hmm. But that's natural. We, yeah, but there, there's three dudes going, we like that. Right. They don't count. It's like we don't, like, I honestly think when it comes to this kind of shit, women are harder on women than us. Like, mm-hmm. there's a ton of men that's like, oh, nah, she looks good. I don't care what nobody said. And then it's like, fuck those dudes. Let's talk about the women that go, she's a fat bitch. She, she's supposed to be the baddest and she got back. She got a little, little dents in her back. You're like, what? Who, what? Right. You know, she's not actually a plastic Barbie doll, right? Right. You know, she's a real person. Yeah, Come I see. Now. I see nothing wrong with it. Let your boy get a hold on that handlebar, Nikki. Fucks <laughs> with that shit. That's Steven. Still look, she still looks good to me, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Whichever one makes her quit music is the one that I prefer. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> Brian is not a fan of her music. Um, somebody pointed out the lightning of the skin. You know, that's 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 weird. Um, yeah, everybody's like, you know. That she looks good so yeah it's amazing because it feels like when men like that speak up and it's like look this is what men want we don't count because everybody just talks about the fuck boys who are like she's she's the worst you know right. i would never put my dick in her and everyone we're like okay if you say so but right. nobody agrees with you right and or I'll, believes you right that's the truth too and also i think for a lot of women uh, get in their own mind just because of the social pressure to just be perfect and it's not realistic um, here's a great story. A judge falls asleep during a child rape case. Oh, <laughs> uh, white. <laughs> There's no guess the race on this. Uh, judge is being investigated after he is accused of falling asleep during a child rape trial at was Manchester he, Crown Court, forcing it to be abandoned. I wonder, was he snoring? I don't you know, know. Was he drooling on his paperwork? He had a long day. Maybe it was a very boring rape. Apparently it was. They it was tantalizing. Too though. many. There was too many details. He was like, "Can we wrap this up? Can we get to the point?" I'm sleeping. Right. Come on. No more. No more photos, guys. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I've already. I've had a 14 hour day. Oh. He's like boring. <laughs> Can he just adjourn? Can we wrap this shit up, please? Right. Can he be like adjourn? Uh, just need to take a nap. Yeah, I thought that's what recess was. Like, right. Isn't that the whole point of being a judge? It's the only job where you can go, yeah, let's take a brief recess. I'll be in my chambers and you just go back and take a two hour nap and come back. Right. Refresh and ready to go. Well, like, unless Ben Stein was the prosecutor, I don't know how you fall asleep. <laughs> you know? 
Um, but according to this, barristers complained that recorder Phil Catton fell asleep as an alleged victim was cross-examined. Oh, the victim was on the stand? Oh, no. Ah, oh. show us where, where he touched you. Uh, he touched me right here and, uh, I started to, uh, um, yeah, I started to, uh, cry and, um, it was very traumatic and, uh, that was when I noticed that. Are you asleep? Are you asleep? Are, your honor? Are you need to, you need to take um, a recess? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm, I'm here. I'm I was, here. I'm a child that was child raped. Um, okay, the least you can do is pay attention to what I'm talking about. I, I was paying attention. <sighs> now where was I? So then uh turned off the lights and uh, I was like, "What's going on?" And uh and then Santa Claus came out of the sky and uh, you're not even listening. You're not even listening. Santa Claus wasn't there. This is the worst child rape judge ever. <laughs> It was like boring. Tell me when you get to the good part. They had to dismiss the jury. Oh, the judicial conduct investigations office said it was aware the allegation the probe was under the way, and it added that Mr. Catan could not comment while it was being investigated. Mr. Catan is a recorder, a barrister who spends between fifteen and thirty days a year as a sitting judge. So he doesn't. So he doesn't even sit on the bench three hundred sixty-five days a year. Oh, so fifteen like- to thirty days, and he couldn't get. You had one job. So he's like a substitute judge. He's like a substitute judge. He like comes in with everybody take Christmas vacation or some shit. Yeah. If he's found guilty of misconduct, any disciplinary action will be decided by the Lord Chancellor of the and the Lord Chief Justice. Man, oh. England has some weird names. Yes, they do. And the Lord Chief Rockers. Number like- one Chief Rocker. <laughs> the Judicial Court Conduct Investigations Office said the matter is being considered in accordance with the Judicial Conduct Rules 2013. The Crown Prosecution Service said the jury has been discharged following an issue that arose at court during the cross-examination of the first complainant in the case. The first. The trial will be relisted as soon as possible. The complainants and other witnesses have been kept informed. Wow, they just they basically like, y'all know what? We're going to have to restart, you know, everything. Probably we're going to have to get a new jury. Let's just, let's just, everybody dismiss. Let's just get a new judge, get a new jury. <laughs> like, I mean, because that's major right there. Yeah. What if he's like, what if he's on the take and this is his way of like rigging the trial? You know, maybe they need to check his account for like some bank, some deposits. Anything. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's on the take and then he's like, I'm going to be corrupt. So I'm just going to, you know, do this. I don't know. The former solicitor general Vera Bard said she was shocked and had real concerns over the allegation. She said, it's a pretty personally insulting thing for somebody when you're describing probably the most important event in your life. But also, what does it say about the state, about judicial governance, about the criminal justice system? Well, it says they need to get eight to ten hours of sleep every night. Right. It says that they should have took a nap. Sounds says that these should have got a Snickers. I guess. <laughs> yes. You- Maybe it's like everybody at their job where they're bored, where they, you really wish you could just go to the snack machine. Like, maybe he needs to just keep, like, gummy bears at his desk or something. All right. Or some chewing gum. Something. Yeah. It's just crinkling of uh, potato chips as, as you're telling your rape story. Yeah. And then the priest came in. <laughs> right. No, I'm listening. Go ahead. Yeah, the priest came in. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and he. Are you over there uh, <laughs> sucking that Diet Coke? Yeah. 
Then he, uh, and like, uh, this is not a movie, uh, sir. Then he, he put my penis in his mouth. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I wasn't joke. I wasn't picking at you. Getting no, the penis I'm, in your mouth. That no, was, I wasn't. Sorry. Just taking a sip of this soda. Sorry, I got to, I got to the bottom. I didn't realize I was that thirsty. It is delicious. <laughs> anyway. Just like a, I bet that penis was over there. I think he should become at least a advertisement. Like he should get a, be an endorser of five hour energy after this. Right. Cause he need all the energy. Yeah. Red Bull gives you wings. Uh, she said it would reinforce general views that the judiciary were out of touch. Mrs. Bard also said it was the public who would have to pick up the ball for the cost of the two trials. Yep, right. You gotta pay for it. Right. Cause you gotta dismiss and then you gotta go and pick a whole nother jury. Cause I guarantee you no reason in bringing all them people back. Now you gotta pick a whole nother jury and go through the process all. I over. mean, if you're gonna get some Z's, you gotta schedule like a traffic case at this time, right? Right. I mean, what's the, no harm, no foul. Someone gets off with a ticket, you know. <laughs> you got, yeah, you, you can't be the serious one. Yeah. You know, they got charged for six murders and you talking about some. Like, I'm sure he was like trying to stay awake and it was like, what's this next trial? Uh, child rape. He's like, oh, damn. Child rape? It's almost time to go home. Right. I bet you it was. It's like at three o'clock. Shit. This, this better be an interesting ass child rape. I know that much. Ah! It's one of them bullshit fast shout. Nah, this better be like a clown is involved. Uh, something to keep my ass entertained. Yeah, I want some good clown rape shit going on here. Uh, speaking of sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Sexual harassment allegations mar Comic Con. Again. Of course. Surprise. Of you take course. these hot women around these nerds and they can't help themselves. They never do. And every year it comes up. The, the saddest part of this is that Comic Con has is doing the most they can at this point. I just don't think they're gonna be able to stop it. These motherfuckers. Right. There is actually a part of the pamphlet when they hand it to you in each room that tells you how to fucking act on page two. They have more security than ever. Mm-hmm. It's still an issue, right? Because motherfuckers are just determined they're gonna fill on her titties or smack on her ass when she passes by. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm literally flabbergasted at what to do. Some right. of the stuff is like, you know, woman wears a scantily clad costume and then guys that like aren't um, like they want to take pictures with them and they'll let you take a picture. They don't have a problem with that. Right. Because they do but, a cosplay. Right. Right. But what a lot of people do is they wait for like them to bend over to pick something up and it's like, oh, look, I got a picture of ass. You know, oh. something like that where it's like clearly they're just trying to walk around and be like, I got pictures of Wonder Woman's ass all. It's just not appropriate. Right. And this, but it's a common problem that they've talked about at this point so many times. Every year. This is like clockwork. Like, I can't even pretend to be surprised anymore because it's just like, guess what? Comic Con happened and then niggas was acting up. Uh, amid the costumes and fantasy of this weekend's Comic Con convention, a group of young women drew widespread attention to a very real issue. Allegations of sexual harassment at the annual comic book convention. Geeks for consent. Founded by three women from Philadelphia, gathered nearly 2,600 signatures on an online petition supporting a formal anti-harassment policy at Comic-Con. Conventioners told geeks for consent they'd, be, they'd been groped, followed, and unwillingly photographed during the four-day festival. Shit. Meanwhile, what geeks for consent and other regard regarded as blatant objectification continues at this year's convention. Scantily clad women were still used as decoration for some presentations, and costume women were described as vaguely slutty by panel moderator uh craig ferguson wow yeah that's a bad choice of words 
Uh, when Dwayne Johnson made a surprise appearance to promote Hercules, 10 women in belly buried outfits stood silently in front of the stage for no apparent reason. Groping cat, for the record, I think those are two separate things. I think, right. uh, if they want to hire attractive women to stand around in costumes and, uh, promote these things, why take that job away from those women? Right. I don't have a problem with that. Now, I do have a problem with them following you around. Harassing you, groping you, right. catcalling. I think that's over the that's line. That's the problem. But, but, but I don't think you should be, like, banned everything. Come yeah, on now. You're going a, too far. Right. If a model gets a job um, promoting Hercules, like, oh, well, you shouldn't get that job wearing a bikini because... Uh, it doesn't have enough to do with Hercules. I'm sorry, ma'am. Don't get that check. Like, uh, that's no. a little overboard and you're right. never going to stop sex from selling. Right. I mean, technically, I guess the rock should show up in a, a burka, right? Nah, he's going to fucking come out there probably in Hercules costume with his abs out because mm-hmm. they're selling sex, period. Yes, uh, they are. So I don't think, I think that part is a little too far. Um, but I do think that the, you know, grabbing people, Right. harassing them, following them, taking pictures that they don't want to be in. Uh, uh, that's that's too much. Right. Uh, groping, catcalling, and other forms of sexual harassment are a larger social issue, but not just a Comic-Con problem. And many comics and movies will portray women as damsels in distress. But Geeks for Consent says things are amplified at the pop culture convention where fantasy and character costumes play such a large role. It's a separate, more specific issue within the convention space, said Rochelle Keehan, 29, director of Geeks for Consent. It's very much connected to the larger problem. It's the same phenomena, but manifesting a little more sexually vulgar in the uh, comic space. Comic-Con has an explicit code of conduct that addresses harassing and offensive behavior, said Comic-Con International in a statement on Sunday to the Associated Press. This code of conduct is made available online as well as on page two of the events guide, which is given to each attendee. Right. People just choose to fucking ignore it. Yeah. I don't know what you like. Do you just start tasing people? Like, right. Like, how do you catch Like, do you? Like, are women supposed to, like, self-report, just turn around and go, hey, this guy took a picture of my ass, and, like, you grab their phone out their hand. Right. And, like, catch Tackle them. Tackle them or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you charge them with a crime? Like, what is, I don't know what exactly you can do, because people are aware at this point, and they just don't care anymore. Like, right. It's probably less than it has been if you look at over time, I would assume, because they're right. actually taking steps. But Right. It it just seems to not be going away, man. And it's really bad a bad look for nerds and Comic Con in general to have these mm-hmm. women who wanna be to a wanna dress like these it. characters. Right. It it just promotes this idea that nerds are a bunch of loner dudes, dudes. that are socially awkward and hate women and don't know how to talk to people. It just promotes this thing when it doesn't have to be this way. Mm-mm. And there are a lot of nerds that uh, aren't afraid of women, don't live in their mama's basement, like to fuck them, and you making that stereotypical, you know, dude lives in his mama's basement, he lonely, right. he just works on his computer all day, plays his game, it's like, like you're making people who might not know anything about this, making that stereotype, oh, them ain't nothing but a bunch of dudes. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean... Some of this shit you're not going to be able to control. Like, Mm-mm. if they want to hire a hot woman to promote Mortal Kombat, that's just going to happen because people, we're still men and people right. are going to gravitate towards that, that booth. And I, I don't see nothing wrong with yeah. that. My problem is that when you take it too far and start right. harassing these women, right? And, and just let these women walk around and have, because you're having a good time, let them have a good time too. Right. Um, 
It's a separate, more specific issue within the convention space, said Rochelle Keon, 29, director of Geeks for Consent. It's a very much connected to the larger problem. It's the same phenomenon, but manifesting a little more sexually vulgar in the comic space. Comic-Con is explicit. Oh, wait, I already said this. Earlier, Comic-Con spokesman David Glanzer told the Los Angeles Times that anyone being made to feel uncomfortable at our show is obviously a concern with us. For uh, He said additional security was in place this year, including an increased presence by the San Diego police. These motherfuckers did this shit in front of the police. They don't care. Keon's focus on Comic-Con began with a movement launched in her hometown called Hollaback Philly to help end public harassment against women and members of the LGBT community. She and her colleagues developed a comic book on the subject in hopes of engaging middle and high school students, which is what brought them to Comic-Con, which I'm assuming is... uh. All those ended up in the trash. Mm-hmm. You trying to teach lessons? Try to kick knowledge? Try to kick mm-hmm. knowledge? Like, throw that we shit got in the trash. time for that. Open it up. It's like, oh, look at this one with these big titties. And the next page is like, you shouldn't be respecting me. And they just threw that shit in the trash. Mm-hmm. They look, this ain't HTML. Fuck that. Yeah. What's a superpower? Uh, to be respected by everyone? Oh, delete no. this. Mm-mm. Respect delete. woman? I don't. Mm-hmm. Hmm, respect woman seems like a very odd title for your book. Then who wrote <laughs> this? Did Jim Lee have something to do with this? Is uh, Stan Lee maybe? No, nobody. Mm-hmm. No Lees. All right, I'm out. Yeah, um, you know, and cosplay man doesn't leave a lot of options for women to not look sexy, but at the same time, it doesn't leave a lot of options for these dudes either. Like, mm-hmm. there's no fat ass, ugly um, com- uh, <laughs> protagonist either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, man, because majority of my drawn by men. Mm-hmm. Uh, but someone said, uh, Keon and her colleagues all in costume carry signs and pass out temporary tattoos during the convention. They read cosplay does not equal consent. In addition to Comic Con's code of conduct, Geeks for Consent wants for the 45 year old convention to adopt a clearly stated policy and say staff members should be trained in how to handle sexual harassment complaints. Um, now I yeah. agree with that. Now that, now yeah. that part I do agree with. It makes it feel safer for the person being harassed to report it and also for bystanders who witness inappropriate behavior. Yeah, they're going to end up having to start day one of Comic-Con with just uh, everyone sit down. Right. We got a sexual harassment thing for y'all to watch. Before anybody do a goddamn thing, it's going to be like your goddamn job. Mm -hmm. Everybody's been warned. So when you touch your ass and you get put like this, they they're probably gonna have to make it where if you get kicked out of Comic Con because you harass, you cannot come back and you will not get a motherfucking refund. Like they're gonna have to yeah. make it that serious for people to stop doing it. Tony Darling, a twenty four year old model who was dressed as Wonder Woman on Saturday, said the issue goes way beyond Comic Con. I don't think it has anything to do with cosplay or anything to do with costumes, she said. People who are the kind of people who are going to take a photo of you when you're not looking from behind are going to do that regardless whether you're in costume or not. Still, she's like, she liked to see an advisory in Comic-Con programming, I mean, in the, the Comic-Con program against serotypous, serotypous? Mm-hmm. Close um, enough to be. Close enough. Mm-hmm. Against unwarranted right. photography. All right. Uh, and, and a clear statement from Geeks for Consent. She found some fans were afraid to take photos, even though she, even when she was posing at a booth on the showroom floor. Now, see, that is the the other part of this. Where, right. Well, people, I mean, obviously, I'd rather err on the side of caution, but there's going to be women that actually went there to get photographed. Right. And then people are going to be like, oh, I, uh, 
Mm, i'm scared uh, i don't to, want to break no rules oh i know she's sitting at the boat booth and it says please take a picture with me but i don't know i just i don't, I don't want any problems uh, she might not approve right you know. and all you gotta do is ask but it's yeah. just one of those things where then you're gonna have it to the other extent where people are gonna come and not even take pictures yep the kind of behavior that needs to be modified she said is somebody taking a photo you bent over while signing a print yeah agreed man but uh, Comic-Con perviness is going to continue to be a thing every year. It's sad that it's becoming such a, like, you know, uh, cliche. Like, uh, obviously, after the Comic-Con meetup, there's going to be women coming out going, yeah, I got sexually harassed every year. Right. Did we do one with women? We had, like, held up signs about shit that had happened to them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah every year. I'm sure it'll be coming out this year, too. Uh, authorities say several dozens of people were treated for alcohol-related illnesses at a weekend co- uh, Keith Urban uh, concert in Massachusetts. Who is Keith Urban? I believe he is a country western. Um, oh, because I'm like, person. am I supposed to know who he is? Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on what kind of music you listen to. But uh, Keith Urban is. Uh, he made the song "Cop Car." Get you a little taste of that. What you know about that girl? Not a damn thing. We drove right past that no trespassing sign. We sat on the tailgate and watched the planes take off. We thought we had all night. There was no need to rush. That's ringing any bells? Apparently, country songs don't have to rhyme. No, they don't. This is probably—I think he's probably new school country, and you can talk about your daddy gonna kill you. And, and he almost said, "Man, ain't that some shit?" Right. And yeah, country has changed. Right, and nobody's taking your lyrics, putting them up, talking about you going to commit these crimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wouldn't change one thing, baby. I know it sounds crazy, but there was something about the way the blue lights were shining. Every country song got to have freedom in it now. Of course. Ever since the terrorists attacked us on 9-11. Everybody got to be free. You can't even you can't even go to the airport and make out without freedom coming into the country song. <laughs> that is going to kill me. But freedom was ringing in. The terrorists knew that we would kick their motherfucking ass. <laughs> I was too busy watching you going wild, child, to be worried about going to jail. You were thinking that running for it make a good story. I was thinking Oh, yeah, that's white privilege like a motherfucker. Right. Stories that black people never tell. Right. You getting beat in the back of a cop car. Right. <laughs> they told me I fell down in the back of the cop car. Right. I got tasered in the back of a cop car. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, police and uh, fire officials say ambulances from, uh, and, and apparently cop cars from five surrounding communities responded <laughs> to the Saturday night concert at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield, about 30 miles south of Boston. At least 46 people were treated and 22 were taken to the local hospital. Police say more than 50 people were taken into protective custody at the concert and some could face charges. 
about 18,000 country music fans attended the concert. Alcohol related illnesses. What were they just drunk or drunk? What somebody got a bad batch? Somebody spiked some shit. Moonshine? Like, right. Did they, they bring their own alcohol? Would they have the one where it's like open and you could, everybody could just bring their own shit in there? I feel like he can, at least he has another hit on his hands. Yes, he does. Fell in love in the back of an ambulance. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. You were puking up your guts and I thought, Man, ain't this some shh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, but that's that's insane. Um, speaking of other insanity, um, apparently at a, you know, some people, a lot of people hate going to the doctor. We all, you know, hate going, but you gotta go, guys. You gotta take care of yourself. Yeah, you better. Authorities are trying to determine why a man identified as a patient fatally shot a caseworker at a hospital complex in the Philadelphia suburb and whether a psychiatrist who pulled out his own gun and wounded the patient had concerns about him. Now, I always wondered this. If you're a psychiatrist, you're dealing with some unstable people. Mm -hmm. Do you pack some heat, like, just in case? You know, like, eh, just... It might sound like for your own safety... It would be smart mm-hmm. uh, because you're dealing with all types of people and all types of mental stages. Uh, and I don't know what the rules or regulations. I don't know if you can commit people. You know, I'm like, like, I don't know what the, what the laws and rules, and regulations, you know, you don't want somebody to snap in your office and you can't defend yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh- Psychiatrist Dr. D. L- D- Dr. Lee Silverman was grazed in the temple. Oh, shit. During the gunfight in his office Thursday afternoon with the patient Richard Plotts in Delaware County District Attorney Jack, Jack Willen said, we do believe that there was some issues between the doctor and the patient, but whether or not he actually feared him is unclear. Plotts, 49, was hospitalized in critical condition. He was expected to be arraigned on murder charges Friday at his hospital bedside in Philadelphia, said Emily Harris. Man, that's a section. What are you writing down, doc? I said, what you writing down, motherfucker? Like, oh, calm down, man. All right. Right. I'm actually, I was asleep. I wasn't even paying attention to you. <laughs> the prosecutor identified the case work, uh, kill, case worker killed as Mercy Fitzgerald Hospital, uh, as Theresa Hunt. That was the person that was killed, Theresa Hunt of Philadelphia. She's 53 years old. She had accompanied plots to an appointment with Silverman at a psychiatric crisis center adjacent to the hospital in Darby, just southwest of Philadelphia. When the caseworker was shot, Silverman crouched down behind the desk to avoid him being shot. So he shot her first. Shit. Williams said he was able to reach for his weapon and realizing it was a life or death situation, was able to engage the defendant and exchange a gunfire. A struggle ensued and spilled out into the hallway. Whelan said another doctor and caseworker jumped in to help Silverman secure Plot's weapon. The motive for the shooting remained unclear. Whelan said Plot's of Upper Darby might have had issues with the doctor over his treatment plan. It is not known, however, if that is why Silverman was armed. Silverman was recuperating at home Friday. His wife said he did not want to discuss the shooting, and she also declined to comment. A spokeswoman for the Mercy Health System said the hospital was a pol- has a policy barring anyone except on-duty law enforcement officers from carrying weapons on this campus. She declined to discuss further Silverman's possession of a weapon. So the doctor wasn't even supposed to have a gun. See, he might have losing his job. Yep, yep, saved his life, lost his job. Right. As this is an ongoing investigation, we remain focused on working with Delaware County Police Departments to understand fully the details of the event and to do all we can to assist those affected, said spokeswoman Bernice Ho. 
um police chief donald molyneux said without a doubt i believe the doctor saved lives yeah because you know if he hadn't shot him imagine him just walking down just blowing like like yeah the 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 school would have been more content with that than him having a fucking gun so he's probably gonna end up losing his job because you know how people had these zero tolerance policies and all yeah. this other bullshit they don't want to hear no excuses yeah but even if he kept his job do you allow him back on campus with a gun right like you almost had to fire him true without that firearm this guy the patient could have went went out in the hallway and just walked down the offices until he ran out of ammunition Plots does not have a listed home phone number. Court records in Delaware County show a man of the same name and age with the lengthy criminal record, but Whelan was unsure if that was the same person. Two guns were recovered from the scene. Staff members had heard loud arguing inside Silverman's office during the appointment. They opened the door, noticed the patient had a gun, pointed at the doctor, so they quietly closed the door and dialed 911. I know they did. Gunshots were heard a short time later, just before 2.30 p.m. Plot severely wounded from several shots, emerged from the office, and another doctor and a caseworker helped wrestle him to the floor and the hallway and grabbed his weapon. They acted vigilantly. They acted bravely. The exchange of gunfire occurred on the third floor. Um, authorities said there's no surveillance cameras in the doctor's office or the waiting area outside. They also said the center has no metal detectors. Wow. And they're on the honor system, Karen. Apparently so. Gunfight at the damn psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, watch That's your not back. A job I want. It's a lot of pressure to diagnose them niggas correct. Yeah, you better, cause it's life or death for you. The New Jersey teen who we talked about a while back, who sued her parents for uh, she they, she got kicked out the house and she sued her parents for her college tuition money. Like mm. y'all need to pay for my college. I don't care if y'all if I'm not following y'all rules. Right. Well, she's back in court. Rachel Canning, the Morris County teenager who gained international attention after she sued her parents for support after moving out of her house, is back in court in a domestic violence case. Wow. Now, remember, a lot of this shit started because her parents did not like her boyfriend. Right. Canning, 18, of Lincoln Park, has obtained a temporary restraining order against her boyfriend, Lucas Kitzmiller, 18, of Mine Hill, whom her parents had ordered her to stop seeing when she left their home in October 2013. So that... Like that's one of those things as a parent that's how I'd be a nightmare because like I don't want to be right right and as a parent uh, as a parent you've experienced things in your life and it's hard for your children to accept that you know some shit and right. you've experienced some shit and you can tell certain characteristics and qualities in people that you you just know ain't right and when the child is like 18 years old, they think they're on top of the world. They think they know every goddamn thing. They think you're dumb. They think ain't nobody experienced life with them. And can't nobody understand me. And, you know, what's, what's wrong with you? And, you know, they just go through this, um, phase and everybody goes through it. But it's just one of those things where as a parent, you go, I told you because I seen this. But, and, and it's, you, you, as a parent, you almost have to, have a balance because you want to go well bitch i told you so but at the same time you want to kind of have compassion because you're like i i I didn't want you to have to deal with this but now that you're dealing with this this is why we told you not to deal with this person in the first place yeah um so yeah uh she was then a senior at morris catholic high school in denville she was seeking child support, private school tuition, and payment of her college tuition. In March, she dropped the lawsuit and moved back in with her parents. Kiss Miller filed a cross-complaint and also obtained a temporary restraining order against Canning, according to the court listing. The temporary orders were issued by a judge in municipal court. Canning and Kitzmiller both appeared today before Judge James DeMarzo 
in the family division of super superior court in morristown their hearing was postponed to august 6th after cast member said his attorney stephen caputo is in cleveland but will be back by that date canning appeared accompanied by her parents but not represented by an attorney had told the court that she was ready to proceed Judge DiMarzo set the new date and advised the parties not to publicize the case and keep your business to yourself. He urged them especially not to post any information about the case in social media. Right. Cannon accused Kiss Miller of choking her with his hands during the dispute early Sunday morning in Mine Hill, according to an account in the Daily Record, which quoted Rachel's father, Sean Cannon, as a source. After the court session today, Sean Cannon indicated the family would be following the judge's advice and he declined to comment on his daughter's allegations. Although the hearings are open, the restraining order and complaints associated with domestic violence cases are confidential. This is a private matter, Sean Canning said. We're confident the court will handle it appropriately. We want to let everything die down and go back to our private lives. Kitz Miller declined to comment after the court session. Rachel Cannon graduated from Morris Catholic this spring, will be attending Western New England University in Springfield, Mass. In the fall, Kitz Miller was also a student at Morris Catholic when they dated. And, of course, I got to ask, what did she do to provoke him, Karen? I mean, obviously, it's not his fault. Not listen to her parents. Sometimes you have to beat a woman unconscious and choke her to death. I mean. I, w- I wonder, was this court case boring enough? I mean, it had violence, so, you know, when, yeah. is, when is boring is rape? Yeah, maybe he felt he, the judge didn't fall asleep this time. Apparently and uh, everything was okay. Uh, let's play our games, baby. Let's do it. Mm, let's see. Our first game, of course, is a game called Fucking With Black People. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time for the game that I hate to play every day. But I do it to keep my sanity. It's fucking with black people. It's where we rate things from 0 to 100 in intervals of 25 on how much we feel fucked with as black people. Today's contestants. The KKK is back. The NYPD is back. And the Fertility Clinic. That's right, guys. A triple header (laughs) of racism. Let's go. The KKK reaches out to the black community in efforts to oppose undocumented illegal immigrants. Okay, guys? Like, maybe they hate us niggers, but not as much as they hate them spicks. Okay, guys, can we all decide to hate the other brown people? No. We're starting to reach out to more, out more to the African American community, said Robert Jones, leader of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, the white supremacy group is calling upon black, the community, the black community and other groups that had traditionally slurred, rejected, and terrorized to join the loyal white knights in the effort against undocumented immigrants who are coming to America. This includes communities in Atlanta, Orange County, California, and South Carolina. Oh, why would we? Because as soon as we get them out, your attention going to turn back on us. No, thank you. It's like in those comic books where the bad guy and the good guy come together for a little bit of time and then at the end they fight again. Right. That's how that's going to end. No, thank you. The KKK is seemingly veering away from their white power slogan to push and pushing their infamous Keep America American doctrine. And what is, what what exactly does that mean? I guess we count as Americans in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Other times we're not Americans. Undocumented immigrants are the newest target. We think our government should step in and do a whole lot more to secure our borders. All our jobs are being outsourced right now. What jobs are left here? Black and white Americans are being forced to have a competition with the Mexicans crossing across the border because they'll do the jobs cheaper. 
that and and it's funny though how that ends so you agree with that okay no, now no, what no 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 i don't agree i i think for me it's, it's funny how people say this but yet the companies that uh put these jobs in other places you support them and their rights and them being a personhood and you know you put people in office that allow them to get tax breaks that you could never have in your lifetime but yet you want me to have empathy and sympathy my dad is in the chat room he said making those robes and hoods down in mexico right yeah you probably look <laughs> inside those robes and probably say made in mexico all right um the kkk is changing up recruitment tactics too they're like bob they're like look it was cheaper Epitomizing irony, Jones says the KKK are deliberately visiting random households disregarding race, religion, and creed because they don't want to be seen as racist in some places they're handing out candy. We talked about that earlier. Right. I mean, we can't tell who lives in, I mean, I mean, we can't tell who lives in a house, whether they're black, white, Mexican, gay. We can't tell that. And if you were to look at somebody's house like that, that means you be pretty much a racist, said the KKK leader. Is this for real? Ah, ah. Is this for real? I hope this is a motherfucking joke. Did Dave Chappelle write this audio? It's on Madame Noir. There's links to it on Fox News Latino. I mean, I'm assuming oh, wow. it's real. People were sending this to me last week, and I was like, I don't see it. I don't think these are legitimate sources, but this is the first one from a legit source. I hope this is fake. Oh, I really hope so, too. I, I'm just going to say it's fake. I don't know. No. <laughs> It's too too crazy to be true. Right. Like the KKK just gonna come and be like, look here, buddy. Jones says I'm, it, I'm Bob for the KKK, you know. I know that you're black and I'm white and I know we've had our differences in the past. Yeah. Listen here, boy. Boy, listen here, boy. Listen shut them nigga kids in the back. Listen, boy. I know we've had our differences in the past. It's like that public enemy interlude where uh the KKK is thanking black people and shit. Right. I, 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 I know you got them there big lip mucker kids, but, you know, me and you got to get together because we got to get these goddamn illegals out of here, boy. Can't we put our differences to the side? Now, I'll be hanging you next week once they get out of here. But until then, we could be friends. Yeah. Just. Are we serious right now? Right. The, the, the KKK is reaching out to black people. That makes no sense. I, I wonder if, like. The black Republican people are like, finally, we can, this is what we was here for. This is what we've been trying to do for so long. Uh, thank, thank you so much. We, we really appreciate you. Because uh, I, I guess in their thing, they was like, shit, they're going to outnumber us and y'all. So <laughs> let's do something. Let's work together. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, amazing. Um, it says, we're starting to see whites and African-Americans waking up to this illegal immigration problem. We're starting to reach out to more of the African-American community and talk to them about the same issues. And they're agreeing with the Klan that illegal immigration needs to stop. Mm, um, yeah, I about, and maybe I might be wrong. I feel about like uh, illegal immigration the same way I feel about the fucking NSA and drones. I need to be able to be comfortable walking down the goddamn street before I have problems protesting people crossing the border illegally. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I'm sorry. Like a hundred, man. Yeah. Uh, I got to give this a hundred. The KKK wanting to team up with the black people against the Mexicans. Uh, I'm got to get a KKK a hundred again there. Knocking it out the park lately. Good job, guys. Good job. Um, the NYPD 
put a black pregnant woman in a chokehold because she was grilling on the sidewalk, which apparently is illegal. So they had to break out their banned chokehold move for the third time in recent weeks. Right. So it's obvious that people are going, fuck your rules. We're using this anyway. At this point, don't they have to be hoping, praying that video services of them chokeholding a white person? Like, if I'm... Like, if I'm the NYPD, I start chokeholding white people left and right, just hoping someone records. Right, because all these pictures apparently mm-hmm. come out with black folks, but this shit's supposed to be illegal, right? The New York Daily News published several photos of a police officer wrapping his arm around 27-year-old Roseanne Miller's neck as Miller's young daughter looks on. Reports that police found Miller preparing food outside our East New York apartment building Saturday in violation of local law. It is unclear exactly what ensued. But Miller, her husband, Moses Miller, and her brother, John Miller, were all arrested. Rosen for disorderly conduct, Moses for resisting arrest and obstruction of justice, and John for harassment and obstruction of justice. I bet they probably got it for taking pictures and filming. Right. Former city councilman Charles Barone told the news he contacted the police to expedite Miller's release, the Miller's release. So that's how you know you're wrong when the city council is calling like can y'all please let them go this is right because like really the wrong time to be chokeholding people did y'all not get the don't chokehold people uh memo, memo? right and, and and did you not realize that people died last week no, nobody told y'all that we we don't need uh another case of this bullshit and having all these uh people mad mm-hmm. again yeah all because she wanted to grill outside on concrete Let's put a pregnant woman in chokehold. Okay, guys? Right. She's pregnant, which well, you shouldn't be doing it anyway, but she's pregnant, which makes it worse. So it's right. like, okay. Yeah. If, if they, if, you know, if they make that call, but like, you know what? Let them go. That's how you, that's how they know that they was wrong. Even our pregnant women aren't women. Of course not. Like, choke that motherfucker out. Right. She grilling, y'all. She grilling. She's a hardcore right. criminal. Right, and hopefully she won't be bringing another one in here we have to put in jail later on. First they start with the grill, and then the next thing you know, they're moving to the age of consent. Right. Nip it in the bud. Quickly, I guess. So, uh, what would you give this one from zero to 100? Oh, just get 100. Yeah, 100 from me, too. Fuck you. Pregnant and grilling, same penalty as a guy selling Lucy cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Same and penalty. just, you know, let's just kill him. You know, hey, fuck it. Right, one less. I mean, I know police like to grill you in the interrogation room, but this ain't the same type of grilling. This yeah, is a little bit, a little bit different. Yeah, with that grilling, don't ain't no, there's no food involved. Do they even read your right? Do they read them while they're chokeholding you? Apparently so. <laughs> you got a right to remain. <laughs> Anything you say will be. <laughs> Like, come on, it man. It wouldn't surprise me if those rights were never read. And that, that might be another reason why they was like, get their asses out of there, too. Yeah. They probably said something arguing, said something, pissed them off, and they was like, fuck it, we're resting everybody. Can they just, like, not wait to chokehold somebody? It's, maybe that's what it is. It's taboo. You know? What do you mean? Like, like it's, it's one of those things where people tell you not to do it, so now you want to do it. Maybe that's what the problem Possibility. is. Possibility. You know how it is. You can't tell people not what they can't do. Yeah, like, hey, man, no more chokeholds. And it's like, you know what? Now when I look at a crime, I can't see nothing but a chokehold. That's all I see. Is it really my fault? A 38-year-old woman is undergoing in vitro fertilization at a reproductive center in Alberta, Canada. When she was told she could only use sperm only from donors who share her race, 
the last decision in part as part of a policy that's been in place for decades and has recently prompted backlash online right the regional fertility program in the city of calgary says it does not permit patients to use sperm or egg donors from any race other than their partners or their own dr calvin green administrative director of the clinic told the calgary herald that the policy has been around since the 1980s and was created in the belief that a child of an ethnic background should have the ability to be able to identify with their ethnic roots. Wow. I'm not sure that we should start creating rainbow families just because some single woman decided that's what she wants, he said. That's her prerogative, but that's not her prerogative in our clinic. God damn it. What the fuck is wrong with people? You had one job. Right, that's it. You put the egg in the pussy. That, it, that's it. And she, she come and she goes, I don't give a fuck what race it is. Just spin a wheel and pick some sperm, dog. Pick all the sperm look the same. All the sperm, all the sperm is white. Did they, did they tell y'all that? People are literally making their job more difficult to be racist. Right. The, the job couldn't be easier. Yeah, I'll take that egg. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you could, uh, tell by these sides of the egg that is a black egg so gonna have to pick out another one and it wouldn't surprise could i interest you in something in our white section here no okay and it wouldn't surprise me they've had this in place but it wouldn't surprise me if most people just didn't say anything or didn't even question it or just be like just give me some sperm now realizing that they strategically done this because if this is the first time somebody's quote-unquote protested Obviously, a lot of people didn't pay y'all policy any attention. Yeah. Just. And this is very ignorant. And I hope he loses his goddamn job. Even if this is their policy, which I think is dumb anyway. A, it brings light to the policy, which will cause the policy to be changed. But B, the person that said this bullshit need to lose their job because it's obviously that you're racist. Yeah. And just because it's old doesn't make it right. Right. That, that actually, the older a policy, the more likely it's wrong say that again you know what i mean you know what else is old policy segregation slavery jim crow laws yeah not women not being able to vote those are some old policies the policy is stated on the clinic's website reads given that the health and well-being of children born through the application of assisting human reproduction technologies must be given priority in all decisions it is practices of the regional fertility program not to permit the use of a sperm donor that will result in a future child appearing racially different from the recipient or the recipient's partner what happened if that's what they want? Then you got to go find your, you got to marry a black man or some shit. The woman is who is white told Harold she was floored by the clinic's policy, particularly because it limited the pool of people who met her criteria. When she was searching for a donor back in March, others echoed her disbelief by calling the policy outdated in the clinic, a eugenics laboratory. A commenter on the national post story said, uh, you know, it's a commenter, but it says, uh, People with white skin or black skin color could actually possess potential dozens of ethnicities in their historical ethnic lineage. Right. How on earth can this clinic parse out all the ethnic divisions to make sure a pure product emerges? Oh, but of course it cannot. It's just the obvious traits that matter, skin color, eye shape, etc. So what they are really advocating is an outmoded and entirely discredited theory of the 19th century racial hygiene. So, yep. I agree. What would you give this one, Karen? Oh, just definitely get a hundred. Rainbow families. Oh, dog, you get a hundred. I'm gonna give it a seventy-five because we don't know for sure that it's about black people. They they won't let any body switch up races at all. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm gonna give it 75 because I'm pretty sure it's black black people. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I'm going with. So yeah, fertility clinic racism, the place where you come in to give life and they go, nah, not, not that kind of life. Rainbow babies? The fuck is that? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All colors of the rainbow. Uh, that's about you know i heard a good one uh uh somebody called it uh zebra children and i was looking at them like zebra kids what the fuck mm-hmm. yeah oh oh white lady yep play our next game let's do it now that is time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that is time for some guest the race that's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. All right, that's enough out of you, buddy. All right. All right. Um, stop the music, quit the singing. A four-year-old boy got banned from a donut shop. Uh-oh. Kids say the darndest thing, but one local inquisitive four-year-old boy asked a question that got him banned from a Monroe donut shop. We were screaming, we were screamed at in the front of the door. He's not allowed in here. He's rude, said Rebecca Denham. <laughs> as she oh, described, as she described her experience at the donut inn on Tuesday morning. Denham said her son, Joseph, Justin Otero, Asked a woman at the donut shop if she had a baby in her belly. When the woman said no, Otero apologized and his mother said she was mortified. We've all been there, little man. Who hasn't made that mistake at least once in their lives? How else are you going to learn? My response was, oh my goodness, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry, Denim said. While the woman said that it was no problem, the managers at the donut inn were not as forgiving. When Denim and her son walked in the shop Tuesday morning, they were allegedly told to leave. She said, he's not allowed here. And I looked around and said, him? And she said, yeah, he's rude. Denim said, she said she tried to explain what happened to her son and so, and said he sort of understands, but he is still asking questions. Because he, he must be a small child. He's four. Oh, how the fuck would they expect a four-year-old child to comprehend that? How do you explain it? Right. That's what children do. Children... Pat your bellies, children. You know, you have to be careful. Children will lift your shirt up. All they know is that your belly's growing. Like, mm-hmm. they don't really understand the concept of sex and none of that stuff. So, yeah, you got to be forgiven to a five-year-old. Yeah. I mean, a four-year-old. Well, they, she said uh, that she had uh, a baby in her belly. She was, well, no, you can't, she didn't have a baby in her belly, okay? She just... Had a lot of donuts in her belly, okay? She Ooh. likes donuts. Right. It's, so that's the problem. And this grown men did be... this beetle right here? I wonder what he eats. I know bugs like the wings, but he what moves the wings. As you can see from our brief interaction with four-year-old Justin Otero, he's a curious guy, but his curiosity got him in some hot water at the Donut Inn on Monroe's Main Street over the weekend. This is what he asked a woman. There was a customer that came in. And he asked her if she had a baby in her belly. She said no. He said, I'm sorry. And next day she was pregnant, and I asked her if she was pregnant. Justin's mom was mortified. And my response was, 
Oh my goodness, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. But they say thankfully the woman shrugged it off. She said, not a problem. I get it all the time with the kids in nursery school. But the managers at Donut Inn weren't as forgiving because when Rebecca and Justin walked in this morning, the longtime daily customers were allegedly told to leave. She said, he's not allowed in here. I looked around like, him? She said, yeah. And I said, why? What did he do? And she said, he's rude. After Rebecca explained this to Justin, she says he gets it, sort of, but true to form, he's still asking questions. So when he got mad because he's really not very nice. We tried to get answers, but the manager and owner at Donut Inn had no comment. Now the mother and son are planning to take their business elsewhere while using this as a learning lesson for the four-year-old. Some people, unfortunately, are quick to pass judgment, and therefore we will take our money and our business elsewhere. All right, guys, so guess the race of Justin Otero and his mom, who are now banned from the donut shop. Race fucking four. What is wrong with these people? Mm-hmm. They don't be done forgot about him next week. He's four. Dennis the Menace says Chuck Spears. Crispy Coon. Oh, Lord. <laughs> says Litter Brothers. Future past Blue Ribbon Drinker. Future young Republican fat shaming white dude, bro. He got to ask too many questions as a kid. White. Oh. Adorable 100% pure white baby. White, white. Curious George. Uh, sounds like everybody's all over the place. Um, I'm assuming Curious George is, uh, black because it's a monkey. Is that correct, everybody? Anyway, uh, the correct answer is white. Couple of you guys missed it. Yep. Turns out those donut people were some real donut holes. <laughs> um, let's go to the next one. Um, um, uh, where is this at? Here we go. Um, an Erie man pleaded guilty guilty Monday in Erie County Court to beating his two cats to death with a golf club. Oh my my. Christopher J. Bisbee, 32, pleaded guilty to one second-degree misdemeanor count of cruelty to animals in a plea deal that dropped an additional cruelty to animals count. According to court records, Bisbee attacked the cats after one of them scratched him. Oh, he was beating them pussies up, wasn't he? He (laughs) 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 I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. He did beat the pussy up. That is true. Uh, <laughs> I know that was terrible. <laughs> uh, it's all right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, what was I? He, oh, he told investigators he felt betrayed by the animals. And this is why I like dogs when it cats, okay? Dog would never betray you like this. He said he struck both cats numerous times with the golf club until they no longer were me- moving. Elon Nordgren said, I understand. As part of the agreement, Assistant District Attorney Mark Richmond said Brisby uh, may not own any domestic animals while serving his sentence. He also must pay $263 restitution to the Humane Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania. How I kill my cats and I got to pay you money. The charges carry a maximum <laughs> penalty. The charges carry a maximum penalty of two years in prison, a $5,000 fine. See, he will learn you always got to pay for pussy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh... So, yeah, uh, I'm surprised it doesn't carry nine lives in prison. 
Uh, but yeah, he, uh, got charged with a, a maximum penalty of two years of prison, $5,000 fine, to which Mike Vick said, that's it? That's all? Uh, Brisby's lawyer, Steven Sebald, Sebald, said Brisby waived his right to a preliminary hearing and applied to the accelerated rehabilitative disposition program, um, a special probation program for nonviolent first time offenders. But he was denied admission. Brisby also proactively sought mental health counseling. A report from Brisby's doctor will be submitted to the court before sentencing. Erie County Detective Greg Acri filed the charges after an investigation by Humane Society Animal Enforcement Officer Merle Wolfgang. That's a good name for a law enforcement for Animal Society people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Humane Society people. Wolfgang said a tip triggered the investigation according to the criminal complaint. Several people at Bisbee's residence impl- implicated Bisbee in the animal's deaths. Snitching. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably was a cat that told. Yes, it was. Uh, he retrieved the cat bodies from Bisbee's trash. Guess they didn't have nine lives. Mm-hmm. Apparently not. Um, and discovered that they had an apparent trauma to their heads. An examination at Northeast Animal Hospital indicated the cause of death was focused blunt trauma to the head. Well, I guess there's more than one way to skin a cat. Mm-hmm. In an interview with investigators in August, Bisbee am- admitted that he killed the cats. <laughs> you got me! I did it! I killed him and I do it again, too. And that judge was like, this is more entertaining than rape. I'll stay woke for this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be woke for that. And I'm glad one of the charges stuck, Wolfgang said Monday. If there are mental health issues, I'm glad he's getting some help. Guess the race of Mr. Christopher J. Bisbee of Erie. Let's see. Uh, Karen beat me to the joke, but white. He would have been banned from two years of work if he was black. White. Aww. Bourgeois. Wait. Borgies. Bourgeois animal cruelty. Caucasian. It wasn't pit bull, so zzz, I'm paying attention. White. <laughs> that was Thor Amnesty. Deadly accurate with the driver. White. He had golf clubs handy. White. Pussy galore white. Brisby, dub dude, that means white. White as the pure driven snow. Does this look like a dead kitty storage? You he lawyered up for this? White. Yeah, he had a lawyer and everything. <laughs> One who prefers Velveeta shells and cheese sans shells. Oh. One whose John genes are genetically recessive, white. Uh he had options, white. Crack cur and that cheese. The correct answer is Let me put his picture in the chat. He just looks like a dude that does not play that when it comes to these cats. Like, uh, you know, I'm like, how dare you, Snuffy? You know, mittens. I treat you so good, and this is how you treat me? Right. You betray me in front of my my friends? Well, this is why they call me the cat killer. <laughs> it's time to pull out my golf clubs. Four. Um, let's go to the bonus round, guys. All right. Mm-hmm. Double, double the points and the race. race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's double the points, double the racism in the bonus round of Guess the Race. So far, everybody's doing pretty good. But will they make it past the bonus round? How can I know? 
Good luck, everybody. Good luck. All right. Let's get jazzy. On Friday, Indiana's Vanderburgh County Jail welcomed Terrence J. Lewis, a 32-year-old man who was wanted for attempted murder. Things quickly turned a little bit weird, guys. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, first, there was an entrance where he came in. Okay, 32-year-old Evansville man uh, arrested Friday on attempted murder charges, faces extra felony charges of possession of marijuana. Not extra. Trafficking contraband. Battery after and battery after weekend in the county jail. He had a warrant for his arrest in connection with the shooting of two men on the south side, southeast side, July 19th. He turned himself into police during a routine strip search as Lewis was proceeded into jail. An officer noticed a foreign object protruding from his anus area. Oh, officers asked Lewis if he had anything in his rectum. He quickly grabbed the object from his anus area and stuck it in his mouth. Oh, ATM, Karen. That's correct. He went ass to mouth. AT- oh, oh, because I was at ATM. Mm-hmm. I said that wasn't no cash exchange. Mm-hmm. Oh, his ATM is always open. Yeah, it is, and always shitty, just like the real banks. The object was shitty bank is where he banks. <laughs> yes, the object was a small plastic bag filled with cigarette tobacco and one gram of marijuana. According to police, then on Saturday, Lewis was accused of punching a 60-year-old inmate at the jail, <laughs> sending the man to the emergency room. Saturday afternoon, jail employees saw that James M. Brown, booked in jail Friday on methylated charges, had a bloody eye and a, nose, a bloody nose. Brown told jail personnel he was being treated uh, when he was being treated that Lewis had punched him twice in the face after Brown passed gas. <laughs> so it's okay for me to pass <laughs> my shit. To get in here and get my drugs, but you passing gas? Nah, you disrespectful. Wow. Yep. Lewis like he can go nowhere. Lewis told Brown he was being disrespectful. Lewis faces two counts of attempted murder and battery with serious injury in connection to shooting two men, 36-year-old Finnis D. Wilder and 33-year-old Charles W. Chaplin. Uh, Charlie Chaplin got shot? Damn. This dude is ah! crazy. Ain't he dead? On July, he is now? <laughs> okay. On July 19th, during the, I think when he shot him, like, it went black and white, and he held up a sign and said, oh, I'm dying. Right. On July 19th, during the incident, uh, um, Jeanette Avenue, both men were shot in the leg, so I guess maybe they're alive. Uh, guess the race chat room when it comes to, uh, what was his first name? Terrence J. Lewis. Looks like everybody's a little behind. Let's see. He was lucky to survive with a Lucy Black in the old Black is the old Black. <laughs> black Twitter member who takes himself on two hundred dollar dates and ends the night by eating ass. <laughs> That's not about right. Yep, Leonard Brothers, one who pronounces acts and ask the same. Low gravity locusts. Oh, brother Ashweed Black. Aww. Suddenly, the more controversial half of ESPN's first take duo. <laughs> that ATM move is the move of someone who thinks he won't be free again. Black. Oh, sadly, black fleece, Johnson, black and mild. Ha <laughs> gorilla thug with a loose asshole, black and Aww. complete darkness. A Allah noob side out. The correct answer is, is. black. Let me put this picture in the chat. You guys can see what Terrence looks like. 
I just can't believe he put something from his ass to his mouth. Right. You know? Like, I, I don't... He wasn't trying to be sanitary or nothing, just... Just boop, boop. Yeah. I mean, you look at his picture, he looks like a man that has tasted some ass, you know? <laughs> his own. Man, that's... That's desperation when you taste your own ass. Somebody else's is one thing, but your own? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, last story, guys. Do one more. You guys have been so nice to come out tonight after we had technical difficulties. Right. Um, Hopefully, guys can uh, enjoy this last story. Um, A man named, uh, let's see, a northern Minnesota man was charged Wednesday with shooting a 17-year-old girl several times after authorities say she told him not to ride his lawnmower through her yard. Now, that is a good cause to kill somebody. Wow. You don't want me to ride my lawnmower through your yard? Well, the only correct way to handle this is killing you. Now, I know what you're thinking, Karen. What did she do to provoke him? And you're right. She existed. And that was her fault. Ah, apparently so. Sometimes you got to kill a motherfucker for stepping to you. For riding for riding their lawnmower through. You know what? She should have said, thank you for cutting my grass. Chad Pickering, 40, of Bemidji appeared at in Beltrami Court um, on f- a felony charge of attempted first-degree murder. Bell was set at $300,000. Pickering shot the teen three times as she stood on the deck of her home Monday night, the criminal complaint said. The teen was shot in her thigh, right, uh, wait, her right thigh, left ankle, and her chest. Shit. She was taken to the hospital. Pickering is due back in court Monday. A phone message left for his public defender was not immediately returned Wednesday. Records show Pickering is in custody. A message left on the jail's voicemail for inmates was not immediately returned. The teen told authorities she had gone outside to tie up her barking dog when she saw the shadow of someone crouching in the yard. She said she heard three gunshots and felt bullets strike her. The teen said she fell on the deck and had to pull herself into the house before she could not because she could not walk. That's got to be so scary. That's straight out of a like Lifetime movie. Right. Investigators said they found three spent forty five caliber shells in the grass near the deck. Authorities also found in that area about seventy five to one hundred feet south of the home where some where someone had been lying in the grass beneath the pine tree. So he had been planning this for a while. You know. To shoot her. Mm-hmm. Officers searched his home and found a semi automatic pistol. Wow, he shot from across the wow, he hit it three times with a pistol. Damn, that's impossible white man shit. Yeah, clearly it is, ain't it? Did he say the White House just last summer or something? Panda so. Um, They found a forty-five caliber semi-automatic pistol with a holster in an air vent. Because everyone's seen Breaking Bad, you fucking idiot. Uh, Pickering was arrested and told investigators he had not seen the gun in a week or two. When officers noticed a fresh grass stain on the front of his jeans, he said he may have gotten a stain leaning down to trick the hell, hook the trailer to his mower. When authorities pointed out the inconsistencies in his statement, Pickering said he had taken his children for a ride with the mower and that after he returned home, a girl came to the front door confronting him about trespassing, the complaint said. Pickering mm-hmm. told investigators he went to her house, knelt by a pine tree, shot her twice after she came out the front door, according to the complaint. Pickering said he returned home after the shooting and put the gun holster in the vent, the complaint said. Guess the race of Mr. Chad Pickering, teenage uh, daughter shooter. Chat room says, one who enjoys fantasy sports because it allows him the feeling of only black people. Oh. Slender Brothers. 
only three thousand dollars bond one who keeps in touch with his colonizing roots as chuck spears <laughs> jack reacher says maxwell i can smell that john deere entitlement three time zones away white says jay sarge wow open carry supporter white second amendment man white one who wants their country back conservative nra car carrying lawnmower hating kkk hiding in the bushes white says my dad a latino should have been should a latino wouldn't have jeopardized the family lawn care business white (laughs) the brighter half of the rainbow family the correct answer is white good job everybody good job let me put his picture in the chat man they said like this dude was known for like having a holster on his hip all the time and carrying it around with him um so you know it wasn't really uh news to anybody that he would be um you know having a weapon on him and apparently uh steven a would say she brought this on herself okay he looks crazy too yeah you know some guys are just bad guys they don't need to be provoked um i was gonna cut her head off a kirkland woman accused of slashing her daughter with a sword now faces an assault charge that's right guys sword ratchetness to end the show as always i was going this never starts good when i was gonna cut her head off as the title of the statement Accused in a June 27th attack, Sharon K. Rosen is alleged to have slashed at her 24-year-old daughter with a samurai sword. That's right. Blood is thicker than water, but it still slices. Uh, it sure does. King and, Con- still, and you can still bleed from it. A King County prosecutor, uh, King County prosecutors contend Rosen, 64, admitted to the sword play and told police she armed herself to be a bitch. 64. Wow. Isn't that a bit too old for this shit? Right. Shortly before 11 p.m., Kirk punch hmm? you and take your take it and cut you with it. Shortly before 11 p.m., Kirkland police were called to the home by Rosen's daughter, who reported that her mother had attacked her moments before. Police arrived to find Rosen's daughter outside the house and a very drunk Rosen inside. A Kirkland police officer said in charging papers, the younger woman explained her mother berated her earlier in the night before arming herself with a two and a half foot long sword and attacking her. Rosen swung the sword twice, striking her daughter in the arm before she was able to flee. The officer continued, Rosen managed to cut herself during the altercation. Damn, she was drunk, and she had no training. Right. Arrested at the scene, Rosen explained she picked up the sword because I was going to cut her head off. I picked up the sword and thought this would be a good idea. Rosen told police, according to charging papers, then I fell on the sword. The officer said Rosen went on. Ah! Yep. She was probably drunk as shit. Right. I picked out the sword, and this is what was a good idea. Why'd you get the sword? To be a bitch. Because I'm the baddest bitch. The officer said Rosen went on to admit to holding a knife to her daughter's throat days before police seized a sword from her home. Rosen has been charged with second-degree assault. She remains uh, in jail on $10,000 bail. Well, at least they took that part seriously, but good God, man. Right. I'm really serious right now, guys killing your daughter trying to kill your daughter what's wrong with you sickos all right guys we'll be back tomorrow for our recap of that blood uh true blood uh shows at 5 p.m justin will be here so uh we appreciate everybody 
uh, for coming through. Thank you, everybody who joined in live. Thank you to all the premium members for supporting the show mm-hmm. um, as we continue on this journey. Until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.